0: Hey, it's Chuck from Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. How would you like to join us in creating great conversations that inspire and connect? Patreon is a membership platform that provides a way for creators like us to build relationships and provide exclusive experiences to subscribers or patrons. We have been self-financed since we got off the ground in June of 2016, but in order to continue to fully invest all we can in each episode, we need your patronage. For more information, please go to patreon.com forward slash Above the Basement.
1: Yeah. Been a while since I felt like this I've been feeling for a flex like this Why they want me on your neck like this Treat your team like a light breakfast Can't recall when it felt so lit To get love in my hood, real shit can recall when they played me fuck you mean homie bean town raised me run with dominican so don't be dumb dutchy that rum mixed with 151 feel I've been summoned by real ones surprise. ride spitting that light so there's nowhere to hide so I came back from my own little world with a blunt swirl back Can my lane still swimming but my chips up for the big picture get your frame now strip cause that shit's still winning know that I'm capable
0: hip hop artist and proud queen of the bean Dutch Rebel has earned national attention for her lyrical punch and powerful performances in 2014 she was named the boston music awards best hip-hop artist and continues to make her mark in the fantastic boston hip-hop scene we talked about her haitian roots food her experience in the congo and her foray from pre-law into a hip-hop force to be reckoned with so here is our conversation with dutch rebel recorded at woods hill table in concord massachusetts there's one of the videos you walk in and there's they're cooking is that your family cooking in the kitchen there which
1: one probably in Miami yeah 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 that's my aunt she's an actress in Miami like she has her own little independent like Mm. film um, company and they do like a lot of like the Haitian um, movies and stuff like there's always like a character a lot of foreign movies they have like a kind of does plays but sometimes she does movies and funny every time someone brings her up I'm like she's like a whole actress like I forget <laughs> she's just my aunt she, she is probably cool. says the same about I'm you like, yeah my niece exactly. she's just my she's niece like, yeah, but know, wait a I'm second like, that's my girl I'm like yeah
2: do you think that the food the style of the food has a connection to some of some of the other art
1: flavor that's a common denominator flavor yeah we do spicy food a lot of spicy food yeah, that's so, right. like a lot of seafood too depending on where you grew up like my father's from the central Haiti and my mom grew up on like the coast so if it's her family it's seafood If it's his family, it's a lot of rice, a lot of meat. I think it definitely goes into the art because even like when I think of the paintings, I'm like, the colors, it's never like yellow, red, blue. It's like mustard, the blues, like, you know, that's the 50 box of crayons that you had. Like, you're going to use all the different colors to describe like all the different ways that art is um, kind of attacked in Haiti. So it's a lot of flavor, a lot of spice. And everything. Are
0: there any good Haitian restaurants in Boston that I should know about?
1: Abisho sure. Bon Appetit. Like those are the, the classic standards. Bon Appetit. I'd probably go there first. Where's that? Um That's right on Blue Hill Live. Is it seafood?
2: Because Chuck is like he's a little nauseous. <laughs> I don't, right don't now. eat he, seafood. He, but you he don't eat seafood. Like, he doesn't do seafood. I don't well, eat they're seafood, not. I mean, as far as a
1: restaurant goes, they're not gonna have like an abundance of seafood. That's you know. I'll tell you next time. Mama right. Rebel is doing her thing. That's where you get the seafood from. You get it from my mother's house. <laughs> We're going,
2: like, so Mama her, Rebel's like, Mama Rebel. is not just a restaurant. That's like the real deal. That's
1: where she's at with the stove, like that's Mama Ravel It could yeah. be at somebody else aunt's house. I have a huge family, so la cuisine, la cuisine, yeah. yes sir, you know, les exactly. Piclis, I oh, should a doing? bunch. You gotta bring um, flavor, yeah. Creole. He's, he's, tra- flavor. he's trying to speak. Uh, yeah, know he knows it. He knows the flavor. Cuisine is actually the kitchen, but cuisine is French and Creole.
2: All right, fine. So the same. Fine. French Creole avec beaucoup oui
1: les,
2: les poissons. La poisson. Et de chaud à la plate.
1: Yo, he's talking real stuff right now. Hot yeah. fish. Yes.
2: I don't know. I have my doubts. Mm-hmm.
1: The color. <laughs> anyway. now, we'll, get, we'll get you like some nice beef and the sauce with the yeah, stewed sauce one, on that's the my rice. Speed. The beef, yeah, the beef and the rice. I'm all Yeah, I'm all, I'm That's about yummy. That. You know, you get tough real early because when you're like six years old and they give you a mountain of rice and meat, like finish this. It's yeah. like. So what's what's the
0: story about when you came when your family came up from yeah. Haiti, from Haiti?
1: Um my dad was here. I was yeah. born in Haiti. I were, was born in Haiti. You, were, so were you born yet before he came up no, here. No, my I, my mom was pregnant. The way the story goes, I think I was probably like 10 months when uh, I came. Uh, so okay. my grandfather was here my father's closer to the older side of the brothers and sisters like yeah. my grandfather probably had like 10 or 11 kids okay. so he was just here working really just kind of getting up for ready for my mom yeah what exactly you know I think he was washing dishes when my mom came yeah. by the time my mom came I think he was washing dishes somewhere he he had to leave that job because um, <laughs> things happened there but um <laughs> <laughs> back to the restaurant yeah, business yeah like yeah that's funny actually now that I think I've, about it like he was washing dishes Like um, wash dishes that's yeah. a tough
0: job man that's yeah. one of the toughest jobs I, I was wa- talking about this with my daughter the other day I got dishpan hands. You know those old commercials where you get dishpan hands? I say, you know, Palmolive. It's real. It's real. (laughs) I was in such pain. Yeah.
1: It's like the levels of grossness is like, I mean, you wash in everybody's plates. But he's actually, I mean, they both did awesome for themselves, to be honest with you. I think shortly after, like my father's a pharmaceutical oncology technician now. And my mom is like a help desk analyst. She fixes computers for like law firms and stuff. Like they worked hard Mm -hmm. to like, I I was raised by like uncles and aunts because my mom was probably like 23 or something like that. My dad was probably like 26, 27. That whole transition, like, I remember being around a lot of family growing up, because it was like my parents were working, you know what I mean? Like, transitioning through those different jobs. Like, my mom used to be, like, a teacher at one point, and then, like, I would not... As a Haitian, if you know Haitians, they're not really all, you know, cuckoo about your kids being rappers and stuff like that. So it was a transition. Like, they are now, but it took time. I was in college. They're like, you're going to leave school to rap? You're going to rap? (laughs) Like... You That's were, not a smooth, were, like, Can you, were, you
2: say that in Haitian Creole for
1: <laughs> It's not. The funny thing is, it's not even a rap is rap. rap? It's college, rap? Like, you went to college and you can rap. Like, but I told them that I was going to try it. Like, I was on a dean's list. Like senior year right? Penn State. Penn State, I'm sorry. Penn State. PSP. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, not a problem. They don't pay me <laughs> enough, so don't worry about it. No. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, Penn State I'm sure you guys experience things where you're good at it, but it's not like your passion. You yeah. know what I mean? That was almost everything I was doing when I was in school. I was great at every class. I just didn't really care about anything else more than the other. You know what I mean? So So
0: were you rapping before you got to college?
1: Not seriously. I mean, I was a hip-hop fan. I knew I could put words together better than some other people. Like, in high school, I got into, like, a little battle that, like, the school hosted. But I wasn't, like, I never would think I'm going to go and rap and write songs and record and stuff. I was a poet. I was in poetry club. You know what I mean? I was, like, president of poetry club type stuff. It wasn't until college that, like, junior year, everything was just bad. I got into a car accident, legal trouble, like, friends that I know got hurt. Like, you know, certain people passed away, things like that. And I was just kind of, like... There's like nothing fun. Like I'm just here. I'm just floating through. Like I don't feel like there's anything that really gets me excited over something else. So like
0: a lot of college kids. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That was me.
1: Uh, I'm trying to look for the word, but you're just on the track. You're just right. going. Like you're just. It's like what you're supposed to do, yeah. right? It's what you're supposed to do, right? And I guess it took me a little while because exactly like the way I was brought up, you're supposed to do good in school. It's not negotiable. I never thought too much about it. Were you pre-law? Is that what it was? Yeah, no. I was taking law. I was taking crime law and justice, and then that one summer going into junior year. I switched campuses and everything. With all that, it just became all right, I'm doing good in school. I'm doing everything that I I should, but what are you doing between in Middletown, Pennsylvania, straight KKK County? Like, no lie. Like, that's where I was. So, you don't go out, you're not going into the wilderness of Pennsylvania. Four or five black kids from, and then like, my friends are all from Brooklyn. Like we're not doing that, so it's a lot of home time. My first two years, I went to Harrisburg campus, which was is in the middle of nothing, Middletown, Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Schuylkill. These are the towns where people literally like don't have televisions. They grow their chickens and eggs in the backyard. It's and like, you're only
2: what 18, 19?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, but growing up in Milton, I think I was like I was prepared for that actually. You I were think yeah. I was prepared for the, the for like the minority racial tension aspect, and or? like yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't even call it minority. I'm talking about racial tension. These people were racist down there. Like not like boom right hard, into the n-word hard er yeah. <laughs> like you feel me like it was like that so um a lot of some of the kids that i went to school with they were like shocked by that you know what i mean like baltimore they're not as experienced but i grew up in milton like
2: well milton's pretty white but it's, <laughs> it's like <pretty> white. It, <laughs> but in relative terms it's an edgy there's awareness there. exactly because
1: of where it's located that's the be- that's why i love growing up. i love that i lived in milton the mattapan yeah. square is right there it's right there like yeah. if you if you i was the only person in my family that lived in milton so i spent all my time in mattapan high park you know what I mean? Randolph, like uh, Brockton, where the Haitians were. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in Massachusetts. Yeah, but. there really is
2: such a Haitian feel in Boston. There's a yeah. lot more, I think, that more people realize. I think it's one of the highest population to Haitians in the country. Thoroughly. Right? I think if, if really? Miami's not yeah.
1: number one, yeah. Boston has to be. There's a lot of Haitians here. I, you- I don't know why they, like, my. look at my parents. Like, how'd you guys just miss sunny Florida and just come here, <laughs> what was it? But it was like the business opportunities at the yeah. time. That's what my dad says. I'm like, Why'd you come here? It's like, There's a lot of jobs in Boston. It might
2: be healthcare, too, right? Isn't there? There's a lot of medical health, like nurses yeah. and docs yeah, and, good point. and techs. And so, I work in the healthcare field, so I had the opportunity to work a lot with Haitians, right. And that's when I use my bad French with you just then. That's Is it not? because that's how you I have like this. seven years of high school French, but I talk with patients, not, yeah. mm-hmm in French or French Creole. Yeah. I try to. They laugh at me a little bit. No, nah, but it's awesome. Um, though. They love lot. it. I they promise. love you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I promise they but, love it, though. <laughs> I want to I step back a little bit because mm-hmm. you you mentioned high school yeah. and you mentioned poetry. Right. We've talked recently with some high school students, actually, at mm-hmm. Cambridge in Latin, and we hey. talked with the Boston Children's Chorus. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how poetry really is hip-hop and hip-hop is poetry. Absolutely. Was there a time, I guess, when you're a kid or teenager and something clicked with you? to take a while where you're like wait a second I like poetry yeah, but I'm, I, want this is hip hop
1: mm-hmm. um, or this is rap I do have a moment like that it grew over time into more of what you're saying for me at the moment it was really as simple as I heard Lauren Hill and um, mm-hmm. Rod Digger on, on the Fuji's album got that CD that's how I knew about it and mm-hmm. I remember hearing the song just thinking simply I could do that like they're a little bit more lyrical than some of the hip hop that was going on around the time you know what yeah. I mean like early 90's you're talking about like I mean don't get me wrong We I had a great era Jay Z like Reasonable Doubt Lil' Kim Hardcore like 99 97 to 99 that was like when I was like old yeah. enough to to be listening to that yeah. music <laughs> just their lyricism and the way that they flowed on it was a lot more poetic to me than some of the rap I was hearing like but I just remember thinking like what they said was eloquent it was almost like you could break it down in a poetry class like if I could go through the bars and teach it like how they taught me in class poetry or English class or like uh, um, you know here's the story and this is the protagonist and blah 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 and all that other stuff like I could do that I could write a story in a way on a beat that people would bop this way that was it. From there, guys were, like, rapping or if the people were playing music. I was just always like, let me hear it. Or, like, I want to listen. I was just kind of always making mm. sure I was collecting the music. Because none of my female friends or cousins cared about hip-hop at really? all. Like, not really. Like, you me, you know, back then, it's like, you're, like, 13, 14. Girls are just listening to what the guys that they, like, are listening to. Mm. Or love songs, pop songs. Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, Sync. Like, how are you going to get away from that? All my girls want to sing yeah, you that. Can't.
2: There's a pop culture right. that is and, dominating. Right,
1: and I think that I grew up in the boom of it I sat there and watched MTV all day. I mean, immigrant kid, your parents are at work. So what are you doing? You're watching TV. Right. So what's on TV? MTV. Carson Daly. TRL. Like, all these shows. That's what I grew up on. So music, as far as hip-hop goes, was never about the rap or the hip-hop. I love music, period. I was listening to everything. My father's listening to Eric Clapton. Like, when I can hear something that relates to me or connected with me, that's when I was like, wait a minute like this I just want to listen to a lot more of it in the rain I met him underneath his umbrella waiting for the train wise words sharp fella said you had a smile that could really use my help. funny feeling that I never really felt he could read me I was uneasy feeling like niggas did me greasy and it seems nobody believes me plus I'm dealing with my grandmother's cancer don't ask for shit cause you won't like my answer I thought I hit it he saw right through it said never never get over things walk right right through it. it How crazy is the way he made a scene when he told me that's the trouble, trouble with a queen boy, living dreams out. Let the scenes out, gotta make it fit. Was more. it the
0: music the first for you, or was it the lyric, or was it a mixture of the two? When we talked to these, these high school kids, we asked them, what's the last song? That, what's the first song yeah. that come, pops in your head and they right. listen to? And they all say Kanye, Eminem, and Kendrick. Nice. And they immediately started looking up the lyrics, because the lyric was that what is. really hit them. Yeah. Which really was interesting to me because me as a kid, while I enjoyed the lyric, mm-hmm. it, w- it was more about the music. Yeah. And I'm a guitarist, so it was more about the guitar nice. or something. Nice, nice. It certainly wasn't about lot the lot lyric. Of yeah. A little right. melodic. is Oh melodic. Oh, melodic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, certainly melody too. Absolutely. But it was, we talked about lyrics for about half an hour.
1: It matters. It's how we learn. Sure. It's Absolutely. I, I Yeah, to answer your question, it was definitely the music first. The music is what made me start to remember, you know nice. what I mean? So I was really into the music. Like, if I heard something I liked, I would try to pick up on certain phrases that people say a lot. My music love came from my background, so it was a lot of... Caribbean music Reggae Like I said I mean My dad loved guitarists And stuff That's how I got into Like the music I was a dancer I danced a lot My okay. mother loved to dance I think that reason Why that, that Fuji song I always say Connected with me so much Is because it was the first time That the lyrics grabbed me More than just Oh those were cool What he said Like bars Like you're always Going to think Something's clever But they were girls rapping they were females they were talking about stuff in a way that i would say it the cd that i played before that was tina turner the cd i played before that was selena that was the box Fuji's. I was like, okay, I like Fuji's, but I wasn't listening to whole albums like that. You're a kid, you listen to the radio or TV. You hear a song, you just hope to hear it again. That's all you had. Like the internet, what, we still had dial-up. Where am I going to find this song? We had dial-up. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here waiting.
2: Chuck only had 8-track like,
1: growing up.
0: That's <laughs> not funny. It's funny that you're remembering that you didn't have the album. The first time I really, music really started becoming a really important part of my life. I just found this album. It was an old, early, early REM album. I just listened to it over and over again. I never had an album like that that hit me that hard, you know. Nowadays, it's it's not as easy to get you know that whole album in your head because it's you're only getting pieces of it or you know whatever it is. Yep. But
2: what's kind of cool though is that old school, new schools. There's this whole combination. I was looking up some of your stuff. There's mix it up, and then there's um, Sunday. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And the, I couldn't help but notice there's like 35,000 hits on that, 35,000 views. Mm-hmm. And there's one way to get out, get to people is through YouTube and the internet. Right. And sort of that's a new way. Right. 30 years ago or 25 years ago, they may have had this amazing, beautiful album that you listen to yeah. from start to finish. Yeah. But they didn't have that like one song that resonated with people all over the world. Right.
0: Or it and was so what, chosen you know, for you by the top 40 yep. radio stations uh, right, who would right, yeah. say, this, is your, this is your big you. hit. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: I think that's kind of why my music, if anything, is received the way it is. I really am inspired by what we're talking about. Like nothing else. You, you know, someone said you should do this. No, I really loved the how it changed. I wasn't born here. So if most of the music that I loved the most wasn't even in English, wasn't even like American music, for me, I was learning since the beginning. If you can't give me a boom, boom, tick and just say like, my girl's dope and you've got me. Absolutely not. Have you ever heard a Haitian song? They're 15 minutes long. (laughs) Every instrument has a solo. There might be six words in the whole song and every one of them is important. How do you bring those
2: things into your music? Are there certain beats or certain certain signatures that you like to keep? Whether it's, I know that you've had a reggae influence as Mm -hmm, well. mm -hmm, Do you mm -hmm. throw those in?
1: Yeah. I love guitars. That's every Haitian person's porch. Someone yeah. with a guitar. So, and how do
2: you work as a producer in that sense? Do you play an instrument as well? I don't. But you have the ear. Yeah. You know what you want in the final yeah. product?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely blessed with a lot of great producers. Mm-hmm. The person that I work the most with, mixing um, my music archetype over at the Bridge Sound I and Stage, he's amazing. I if you know, know, that's my, I love him. We were talking about Mo and. You Mo know. is another person that means a lot he's, to me. Those guys, that, I love fantastic. them. Like, they I know, know the my mom. Time. Put it like that. <laughs> like, <so laughs> they're, they're amazing. But people like him, um, we've been working so long together that he knows my lack of terminology as far as if I'm trying to explain something, I'll be like, yo, it needs a... He's like, I know what you're saying. Well, that's like, the beauty perfect. of a good
0: producer is when they know what you're saying, they can, they can translate Beautiful it. Beautiful
1: right? thing. But even like with what you're saying, the influence, just the last studio session, I literally ended it with, dude, I need a guitar. At first, I started with a sax. I was like, I need a sax. And he's like, I have a sax player. I'm like, I need, like, Kenny G. He's like, I don't know if it's Kenny G. I'm like, I need thugs to cry. I was like, guitar. I was like, all right, can I get like a from you? Like, that's literally what I said. I said, are you tingling? Are you feeling the tingle? Do you understand what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, that was the conversation. That was it. That's literally the soundbite of what the conversation was. But for me, I'm listening to the song. It's called Grow, and it's talking about just I need my time to grow. Like, things are different, weird. I just kind of just want to be alone. I feel like, am I getting old? That's what this is. I'm growing. That's the concept. And I just thought, like, what music made me feel that way? You know what I mean? And you think about people like Kenny G. I used to literally go to sleep to Kenny G. It so sounded so. like a wedding every night in my room. Like, <laughs> you sample Kenny really G in one of your songs? I haven't. I don't want those type of problems with the with the gangster Kenny gangster. You know, Kenny. You don't, I don't want Kenny. Don't, you don't I want G, G coming after Gangster coming for me. I call him Kenny gangster. Like, I thought you just might call him G. No? Uh, he's he's too gangster for me to just refer to him as a letter. <laughs> <laughs> his hair is Kenny luxurious gangster G. Kenny Gangster Gangster like because to me it's just such an opposite world of where I come from
2: you sampled Gwen Stefani
1: yes I love Gwen Stefani
2: It's My Life
1: I love No Doubt
2: Well It's My Life is actually a cover it
1: is oh yeah, really where's it from originally? It's, it's my is. life it's a guy it's a guy who sings it I can't remember the
0: name it. who sings it 80s really the...
1: yeah okay. and it's and it's really awesome the original version is really good yeah talk 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 how did talk. I get that
0: very
2: good talk talk
0: and
1: it's it's awesome! Yeah, it's it's awesome. a great song.
0: But
2: what I notice about it, though, is that you kept the melody in it, mm-hmm. but it was sort of streaming from a. There wasn't the background chord progression. Yeah, it was almost like you had to listen to it a couple times to realize yep. what it was. <laughs> I'm so and happy you're talking about this. And it was it was almost like this little secret. Tell me why that even came to the song. Why did you think of that?
1: That's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs that I have because I will never forget being in the studio, telling them I want to put that piece on the song. It wasn't in the beat. We chopped it up and put it in the record. I was like, I, this is how I hear the hook. I hear it just like that. Everyone in the room was like, it doesn't work. I was like, guys, I hear it. <laughs> Everyone's like, bro, it's not working. Bro, yeah, they call me bro. Bro, mm. it's not working. <laughs> and we went back and forth, back and forth. And then the moment that it was just on time and they heard it through. And I was like, yes! Yes! This is a great representation of what mm. my music is. Mm. Yes, I want a Gwen Stefani sample you on this stuck hip-hop to your, song. stuck to your guns. I'm following what's going on up here. I'm a victim. I'm just listening to my brain do its thing. I have to present to myself what my brain wants or else I'm going to go crazy. I have to hear it. If it doesn't sound good, it doesn't sound good. Fine. But you got to get the ideas out. Too many people kill their ideas. You kill yeah. your ideas. You kill your pulse, your yeah. passion. I mean, I, I believe all that. So,
0: and good for you to stick into your guns because you're surrounded by these producers who know the language and yeah. you who know, are smart right. people and they, they know right. their stuff, and you wouldn't take no for an no, answer. I couldn't. Know, it's like, no, we got to at least try it. We gotta, right. You'll find it. Just, you know, and be, if we don't find it, we don't find it. Right. But if
1: we don't find it, fine. But we got we to gotta look until... It, the moment has passed and and honestly it, it is one of my favorite moments because exactly it taught me that lesson Need it all I want no less,
3: no less, no less. always up I get, no rest. I, get no rest. Rest, I get no rest but
1: ain't that how it's supposed to be, supposed to be. this my shit, my shit. can't Just take that away from me it. You sing, yeah. I do sometimes. Yeah. So
2: you just sang a little bit with us, but when, when we listen to some of the background of, um, there's a tune that I love that had this sort of melodic chorus. A lot of them do mm-hmm. that. That Dutch has. It starts. It starts off. It with was called.
0: Scene,
1: right? And this is how it's gotta be. I can never let these suckers get a part of me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because there was a <laughs> lot of there was back
2: there was background vocalists too that seemed like. So that's my question because some of these hooks what Chuck was talking about before some of the melodies that stick with you, mm-hmm. it is about the lyric and hip-hop a lot. But what I've loved about recent hip-hop and uh, what you do is you can have these verses and these stories, the mm-hmm. storytelling and poetry, Yeah. but it, there's an intermix of a melodic hook that you want to hear again. You know, sometimes you'll get a mm-hmm. male artist, mm-hmm. as you know, I mean, it's been classically male, and then you'll get a... You'll get a female that will be the hook of the chorus. Mm-hmm. But you've reversed it sometimes.
1: Yeah, boy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he's the guy in the yeah. subway. It says yes. Mass Ave. Yes, yes, yes. Amandi, he's amazing. Yeah.
2: So he's the hook He's guy. the hook, yep. Mm-hmm. And you <laughs> just like, I'm, I'm the rapping. rapper.
1: Ooh, look at you pointing that out. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I'm sitting
2: here and I'm the rapper. You're the hook. You're the hook. You're
1: yeah, right. That's a uh, that's a great point. You don't really hear it flipped that much. I can't. I'm trying to think of a song where I can give that example. I,
2: I, I can't. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's other. Like... I think there's other songs you have that will connect with people in different ways. But there was something about that.
0: There was a, a really cool mini documentary that you did when you went down to Africa yeah. and you went mm-hmm. to the the festival down there. Yeah. Tell us how that happened, because I've got a few a few questions about it.
1: Life, man, life. That's how life happened. So long story short, I was on my Facebook and my friend hit me up from high school. She lives in Africa and she was like, you know, I've been living out here for a couple of years. I came to visit my sister who lived here and I just never left. She works for the UN now. She's like my boyfriend. He started this festival. We want to do this Independence Day festival. Would you want to come to Africa and perform? I was like, "Are you paying for it?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Well, what's the problem?" I'm like, she's like, "But you know, it's not like Nigeria or something. we like, in Africa. Where like, was it? I went to Congo. But Plus you, were one. The, you were the
0: only American on I was the bill. Only there, right?
1: American. Did Asian you see American. the whole uh, documentary? I did. Yeah. So <laughs> I always laugh when I'm like, "Yeah, my sound cut. Yeah, right. You sounded like 20 minutes. You lost that your sound. My sound was 45 minutes. 20 minutes was silent.
0: Lost power. But then once, as soon as you heard someone saying, check, check,', check and I lost you heard my mind. it, you were like." Boom! You're I right there on. in the front.
1: I had heels on when I came out. As soon as they said that, I had at this point had kicked off my shoes, and I like run up there. I get up on the stage, and as soon as the music starts, I'm just like going for it. They tried to pull me into the crowd. The reason why that was so amazing to them was most women aren't that, was that my next
0: question. like,
1: not forward, but they're a lot more reserved. Right. The fact that I even got closer to them was amazing because I'm not from there. So that, to them, was just, like, the ultimate sign of respect.
0: You are pulling the audience into it. Yeah. You're, you're down there on your, on your haunches, like, reaching out to them. Right. Pulling, trying to pull them right. in It's hard to tell Just because it was A little dark yeah. In the audience yeah. But it, they seemed A little reserved
1: Security was like WWE okay really? I don't, I, Listen don't ever Do anything they You're look, not supposed To do in yeah. Congo I was watching yeah. people Get suplexed rock, really? yo, yeah, they're not,
2: was, I guess they're not Reserved they're just smart
1: They're smart No they reached for me They actually tried To pull me down I mean I didn't have A problem with it they, right. The security was like No don't do that Because yeah. they're going To like pull you I'm like dude like, They're hype
2: We're talking uh, women A little bit mm-hmm. Hi- Hip-hop has been run by men for Mm -hmm. years, right? There are women that started to creep up into the 90s. There's probably women that did it long ago that I don't know about. Mm -hmm. When you're in that world, do you think about it?
1: Absolutely not. Don't. I, I appreciate how you pose the question. I don't. It's actually my number one response when people say, so how does it feel to be a woman in hip hop? Hate that question. Thoroughly hate that question. Not the concept of the question. How does it feel to be a girl in hip hop? I have never had an alternative. There is a lot of women in hip hop. There's a lot of women that are running stuff behind the scenes. There's a lot of women who have always been there. I think that there aren't as many female artists in hip hop that operate on a business level don't get me wrong uh, women should get a lot more opportunities but I'm not one of these like kumbaya like oh sister we gotta stick together shorty listen I didn't grow up with those privileges like you gotta go hard or go home that's just what it is I have a different perspective. And I think that that's the only thing that should be talked about when it comes to women in the music industry. I won't even just say it's hip-hop, because I'm sure women in country go through the same thing. Women in rock and roll gotta go through worse. I could just go up and rap. And unfortunately, in this day and age, if you look halfway decent, you're probably all right. You can't go up there and not know how to play a guitar. You can't go up there and not know how to deliver to a rock and roll crowd who gives a damn what you look like. You better play. The issues are the same everywhere you go. It's yeah. just how they're publicized and advertised as an issue. Sports, you know, WNBA, It's all. I've yeah. always been a girl, and I don't let guys disrespect me. So
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked to someone, uh, I don't know if you know, Carissa Johnson, who's yeah. a rocker.
1: Hell yeah. Carissa's the homie. She's a rocker. We've rocked a couple times and she's badass. Like, absolutely. She, she is. A total she, badass. You know, she I was like, I don't know if I could say ass. You, seen my voice you can say just ass. Went down real like Ron is an badass. ass. Badass. She's ass. Yeah, I'm an ass. <laughs> yeah, we've rocked together a couple of times.
2: So Carissa, to me, when I don't think gender. Right. I think about a, a rocker that has a, a unique style. Right. When I listen to music and see your stuff, I don't think woman first. Right. But what's interesting is that you can't get around the fact that mm-hmm. sure a woman. there's less mm-hmm. women in it yeah. that are doing well I agree it's, it's a, a thing. Just it's that real. You,
1: yeah. No, it's a real thing. I mean, I've seen women struggle for reasons that they shouldn't have to. I've had people say, like, I want to work with her, but, you know, she's not. She's probably not going to, like, take her clothes off. These are real statements that I've heard. What about like,
2: some of the content of your writing?
1: Okay, so how about this for a situation? Sometimes being a woman, it's what type of woman they will allow you to be is also an issue, right? If you connect with me because of a song like Sunday Morning where I'm mm-hmm. talking about messages and concepts and, like, real life stuff, right? So if I want to just make a song about getting drunk and doing a thing. With some guy they're gonna look at me funny because mm. wait wait a minute you're supposed to be Dutch that leads the young you're supposed to be it's like no I'm gonna be exactly what I feel like because if you know any woman you know that she can be six different people in a week different things that's right. why awareness and is my word different subject matter yes. of the song yes. you
2: don't have to have the same theme for every song right just you like should've. the male audience how could you of course to
1: well, me my music is like movies right so yeah. you're a director right you don't only make action movies you don't only make you make movies and everyone is everything things different and that's how i approach my music i think that half the issue with women in the industry is that they fall victim to the stuff that the powers that be do because it's not just guys it's other women who tell you you have to look like this i'm not like you sweetie like you used your vagina to get ahead i don't have to use mine to get ahead like (laughs) i'm not a female rapper i rap and i have a vagina
2: yeah you can say vagina chuck yeah
1: vagina's in the dictionary
2: (laughs)
0: I say, I say vajayjay.
1: I say vaj. Oh, you do? No, I
0: don't
2: say that. Uh,
0: but, you know, it's, but it's interesting that you said that because going back to the students we talked to at Cambridge Latin, we mm-hmm. talked about lyrics and, and the yeah. message and everything like that. And afterwards, I was like, isn't there something that you guys just listen to just because it makes you feel good? Like, Yeah. I, we talked about Back in Black by ACDC. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I remember I was pissed off and I wanted to listen to something in the car. We cranked I, it for him. we cranked it. We never got to talk about it. Yeah. But there's a place for songs with a message. There's a yeah. place for songs about whatever the hell you want to talk Damn about. right. About having a good time, wh- yes. whatever. Just the same thing. We talked to Kyle Bent. You know Kyle? Yeah, of course. He said when he first started rapping, he used to curse a lot. Yeah. And then to get a conversation with his parents, and his parents kind of frown on it. So he, right. he, he just had to change tack, and he doesn't yeah. do it anymore. But there's a place for Absolutely. cursing in music. There's a, there's a place there for is. it. And there are songs that would not have the same kind of power if they didn't drop the F-bomb in it or if they didn't say whatever they're saying.
1: Like the word bitch. There's thoroughly times where it's like, yeah, good luck trying to call me one. However there are many times where it has to be bitch not I'm that girl or I'm the lady that no I am that bitch if yeah. that's who you're looking for just like, like Chuck's my bitch yeah feel me like <laughs> what about
2: when the men call you bro
1: It's a, I take it as a sign of respect to be okay. honest because you're one of the bros yeah because I mean to be honest I'll take that over a lot of other stuff they could call me good point so bro is fine bro I, I honestly have that's coming from a sign have, of respect it's a sign of respect right. like there's a lot yeah. of guys especially yeah. younger ones younger ones are usually the ones that call me bro really yeah, yeah. yeah. they're like yo bro what's up bro oh, that's the that's the bro or oh, that's the homie or that's it's almost how they communicate to other guys please don't embarrass me by trying to talk to her in a way that doesn't you know yeah. add up to who she is like i'm not just the check because mm-hmm. i'm not walking around like i'm dutch either like sometimes i'm i just love to photo shoot if i came here and what i was wearing guys trust me this wouldn't be a different walk up and down the street <laughs> it'd I be really really cold lingerie thingy yeah, yeah. Like, with this whole we could have
2: had a great news story the yeah whole, we were, yeah it would have been but
1: going back into it that's what i think is the biggest issue with women in the industry yeah. it's not just what's happening to them it's what they're letting happen to them and that's women and men period that's just a thing that's a thing
0: do you feel a sense of responsibility?
1: Absolutely. My sense of responsibility came in when I had to call my parents and tell them I was going to rap and I was in college. Mm. Growing up in high school, people love my stories, quote unquote, right? They say, I love your stories. Like you come back from the weekend. They're like, your stories are so cool. And I used to remember thinking like part of me thinks this is nice that you guys are saying this, but this isn't a story, bro. These are my family members like this. I, I didn't say it like everyone's just sharing what happened but for some reason my, mine is a story it's like no someone got deported someone died someone's sick with mm. all that mm. the responsibility just comes into the fact that you know I went to Penn State I did great in school I always did good in school my parents you know they're trying to raise their kid they came from a different country to give me mm-hmm. this this life you know what I mean so you feel like you have to do these things but I'm blessed that my parents were always like what's on my dad like my dad's like listen you make your bed you lie in it like mm-hmm. I don't really care what you do don't do anything that you can't look someone in the eye and say you did it and I, and I took that to the core I mean in anything I do like I don't, if do. I said it your I music, said it yeah. and if I can't repeat it to you I won't say it like yeah. I think about all the writers that I grew up like reading Zora Neale Hurston like people like authors and movies like even some Stephen King books like that I read that I was like that type of emotional connection is deeper than anything I could say I went to school for journalism I graduated in communications I remember coming back from school and people being like the Haitians like oh you go to school and you come back to rap and that's what you do with your degree you know what I'm, though? Like, I'm a writer though
2: you actually became someone that is a writer that communicates to people <laughs> exactly and that's what I told so them I write yeah.
1: audiobooks they're just the chapters are not always in order that's what it is so just going back to that sense of responsibility yeah. like i have to do it in a way that i would if i was in school so my writing is taken seriously my content's taken seriously i do look at it like am i missing something in the story like me and my little sister i call it the bar exam you know rap yeah. you, you bars so i'll be like yo i'll just literally text her bar exam she's like go it means i'm about to send her a couple of lines and she needs to tell me if it makes sense if she understand what i just said because i'll say certain things that are like the metaphors is a little deep you might not get what i was saying but that's a bar exam i do things like that if one of my old professors can't look at what i wrote in the song on paper because that's the kind of kid i was i was re- i was googling lyrics if you can't google my lyrics and still thinks it's good without the audio without the presentation without the video without all that you all right but you know the you sense, sense of responsibility
0: writing. it's when you meet that kid who comes up to you and says this hit me and all of a sudden it's like i've got this power
1: yeah it's a power it's a power it is a power you
0: can either do good or evil with it right yes whether or not you accept the responsibility it's going to be thrust upon you
1: yes it's my responsibility but now at this point it's kind of just sanity you know, it's like, no, I have to do this.
2: But it's also your livelihood. I mean...
1: Yes, but also, like, I say it more for responsibility because I did graduate from Penn State. I have a degree. I can go get a 40 I'd be fine. Regular route-wise, I'd be perfectly fine. I, and, and with everything I've done since then, my resume is pretty solid. But I know that because I did it that way I mean when I first came from school I was working 40 hours a week stop a shop headquarters at the real estate department while I was trying to get my music career in order so mm-hmm. I'm literally 40 hours a week from there packing bags under my desk to go to New York for the weekend come back to work Monday paying student loans off music isn't any different it's just like I have a small business I sell music that's my product my service is performing the music you know what I mean because you go to yeah. a show and you perform also that's something I wanted to mention too it's mm-hmm. one thing that someone to come up to you and say that was awesome but power really comes from walking up on stage no one knows who you are no one knows who you are my my best moments is when I go to a state no one knows who I am give me five minutes that, I don't care if that sounds cocky or not. I work hard, damn hard for that. Give me five minutes. Just give me five minutes. Two minutes, two and a half. I've been in, my music has been cut many a time. Give me a minute and 30. And they're with 40. you. But you I'm going to take someone with me. Exactly. Yeah, so 20 that, minutes. I'm to. taking somebody with me. I'm taking someone who didn't know they were going to have that moment with me. They might have been having a bad day. They might have not liked hip hop before. They met me a lot of the times I meet people. I don't listen to hip hop. You're awesome. Okay, so don't call it hip hop and just buy the CD. <laughs> right
2: cool we're doing that's, something that's a challenge <laughs> it's hard and you're up for that challenge every night
1: it's a rush but i don't even know if that's the right word it's more of a rush in a studio to me it's more of a rush in a studio as far as like performing though again like i used to do speech i had to debate being in front of people is not an issue because I used to dance for example my my mom we have a nonprofit that my family runs for a school we have a school in Haiti and we throw events where all the proceeds go to keeping the school open paying the teachers etc. Do you do that in Boston? Yep. These Mm -hmm.
2: events? What's it called?
1: Yeah, Correcto is the organization because I've always been a kid of it two years ago I started the Elevate Benefit Mixer Series Elevate? Elevate that's when Dutch Rebel comes in not Vonda my parents' kids Like Mm -hmm. that's when Dutch Rebel comes in and pulls in all her resources and does a better event than what I used to do growing up it's not a guarantee Take home as far as admission goals and stuff like that, but now I'm Dutch Rebel and I have all these friends that perform. I mean, I had Lisa Bello perform at the last one, and we have sponsors come. Is but this even, an annual um, thing that you do? Yeah, we try so, to do it a couple times a year. When's so the next one? We're actually planning the next one now, so it'll be in this. Okay. It'll be in the summer because it's basically quarterly. We got to pay the teachers and right. the students. So. Is
0: there is there a website for this? Yeah, us?
1: exactly. I'll, I'll make sure. Correcto.org. Correcto. Correcto.org. Like they definitely do awesome. a lot of great work. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how we got on that topic because it's a great <laughs> thing. But Oh, performing. Performing. Me and my cousins, we used to perform at the parties. We used to dress up in the Haitian folklore and my mom taught us the choreo and we used to dance. I used to have to dance in front of them. the Drunk Haitians. So I started from that and then growing up and then you go to Penn State, you have to do debates and stuff like that. You have yeah. to do speeches, things like that. So the stage is not the issue. If
2: you're gonna battle someone head to head with freestyle mm-hmm. that seems to come from somewhere
1: yes but see that's a different art i don't freestyle battle anymore because that's different for me anyways. like some of these guys Freestyling now, battling now, it's not how it was You need before. to keep it up, right? Yeah, right. because because now everybody's performing pre-written stuff. You're an actor. You're yeah. performing lines. Yeah. You're, you're reading your lines.
2: Chuck was an actor.
1: Yeah. So, you a battle rapper? You used to battle rap. No. <laughs> but, no. um, but We yeah, should get so into that. Yeah. Battle no, I can see you. I can see you battle rapping. Yeah, yeah you good? You know, yeah. It's okay, yeah, like three lines. Like, can I memorize them well, first? Well, nowadays, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Would now it's a performance. Chuck
2: would take Woods Hill Table down.
1: See? <laughs> Yo, I mean, let you me know when the battle is. We can do a battling here
2: you know what's next for you
1: may 12th at the mfa doing the late night Museum of Fine Arts oh MFA they don't let the hip hop into the MFA really wonderful yeah that's awesome so that's gonna be dope and I'm working on Bang Bang the project I'm still working on Bang Bang yeah, yeah a lot of great things I did my that's Kickstarter great. successful right? and I just got a lab yeah. foundation just gave me a nice little grant sorry May 12th at the that's MFA fantastic. yeah May 12th and what type of, of event is that MFA does late night college late night it's 24 all night party it's until like 6 and I, the last really? one I left what at 5 you? and there was people walking in and so I so in the halls
2: of the MFA there's yeah. gonna be hip hop night or is it all different types of music? It's, um
1: or? I don't remember who else is performing right. that night, but um Leah V, if you guys know DJ Leah V, she's an amazing, amazing person to know. Leah V. Um got Leah it. McFly. But um she's just an awesome DJ she's curating the night. The one that we did last time was awesome I did it like it was the first one where they actually allowed like hip hop in there huh. but it was it's awesome was like people just walk in the building you're just walking through the exhibits and it's just all night and I mean, it, it's all ages it I'm pretty sure either. it's fun and it's all night I think we left last time at like two came back <laughs> at like four and then we finally left at like five something there was still people in line people Yikes. waiting in line for like two hours <laughs> being what, a lot what's of the date on that again, again? Like that May 12th 12. May 12. May 12. Nice. but you can go to dutchrebell.com and track my shows there literally dutchrebell.com slash shows you'll see all my shows just hit the button track and you'll get an alert anytime I update anything pictures giveaways all that type of stuff awesome yeah busy busy and bang bang working on bang bang still so I'm not gonna say when it's gonna be out yet because with this new situation new situations will come excellent so um, I'm intrigued by yeah. the situation all the, right. um, yeah the lab foundation just gave me a nice little grant to um, continue on the bang bang experience for this bang bang project so I'm definitely just look out I'm gonna be putting on some shows two shows in Boston one in New York one in Atlanta bring some artists down there bring some artists up here swap it out make it creative maybe get some food in there not just a traditional hip hop show let's just throw a vibe get some spice There's some spice and put, some flavor put some flavor
2: yes. some color and some spice some
1: clear. Yeah, y'all yeah. just bought about 18 pounds of Haitian food for me. Ooh, just, sweet. Just, we just went full circle. Full circle. And of course, when uh, the fundraiser comes on, I would love for you guys to come and come on down and you, there'll be plenty of food there, but meet the people that made me this way. No, yeah. we would
2: we would love to come. I'll give Chuck some Haitian Creole uh, yeah. lessons. Yeah. I'm and not we'll, going to listen to you. Well, well you know, what's funny you say me.
1: that, but you might leave being the one oh, that's yeah. teaching him some stuff by the time you leave. Like, oh. That's
0: exactly what I'll be doing. I'll be teaching you, pal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, do you drink rum?
0: Do I drink rum? Yeah. Uh, sometimes. You,
1: you don't not drink rum, though.
0: I don't not drink rum. Okay,
1: so you're good. You're part <laughs> of the family. <laughs> it's
0: a good way of saying it. I do not not drink Yeah, you don't not. Because
1: that's going to be the... Do you drink rum?
0: I have And then once you make rum.
1: the... Uh, they got say, but, but so you so, so you don't you do. not drink it. Uh, okay, drink cool. It. Then they take the cup. <laughs> 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 That's well said. Those are the, those are my.
0: Right. Well, thank you for coming. We, you know, I don't know if you remember, we met briefly at the Tremont
1: Takeover. Yeah. Takeover mm-hmm. there,
0: and you know, you were up for the uh, the BMA award, and I think you won the BMA award for the video. Yes, I did And you, and you, did you won win it with that. like mm-hmm. three of the people we've already talked to, with Mo. My.
1: Feels like home. That's what you're talking about. Feels like home. Feels, feels like home. Right. Feels like home. Yep. And you which guys was are you singing the
0: praises of Boston in it, which is great. And Julie Rhodes is in it, who we've talked to. Love. I met Jonathan Ullman. I met him a few times, and Mm -hmm. he's like everywhere. I think he's in Europe right now. No,
1: seriously, so is she. So is Julie. I call her Julie on the drums. That's her name.
0: It's really great. I love that it's a bunch of different genres coming in together and and singing together. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Tremont thing was great, because I met a ton of people there from different genres as well.
1: Yeah.
2: There's nothing like getting out, networking, and seeing people, and hearing music, and talking, because we're all in our little cocoons, and our little silos, and on our iPhones, and on our couches at home. Right. That's great. That's new school. But There's nothing like old school, where Chuck was able to meet you in person yeah and say wait we want to hear more about you so right. and however so, and many you came months
1: by. later here we are kicking it thank you very much absolutely all right absolutely thank you, thank you guys yes. good times great yeah, 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 yeah. i just wanted to be perfect yeah,
3: yeah. 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 i just want to be perfect feel me so,
0: yeah
3: yeah, I take your hoe to the waffle house. Throw a few bands in a bank account. Wait a few days and I'm cashing out Living the life of a bachelor eh? Work a few nights at the Avalon, Add a few plates to the catalog, writing a cut like some camouflage. She me clap like a hammer on uh. Mad things you ain't nobody Shit, nigga, swipe for it. South May, yeah, I employ. Blue lights got me paranoid Two girls, one hand toy. Sex money, cush, inspired. Vanilla shake with the long legs. Dark skin, kitty, high price. Lay flat, make them hills touch. Money fall, look at skies blurred. Pick it up now, girl, hurry. Big bad girl, don't worry. Drop top, I had to convert. Roll at your concert, yeah. throw her ass back clockwork. Still whip to my hand hurt. Never slip on my pimping regardless. Yeah I get high with no harness. Ay. Nickels and diamonds, my bummer. Uh, went from a sex to a dollar. Uh, she wanna strip, she a problem. Uh, put the pole in the coffin. Bet she bird, she will pop it. turkey, work it. not a stripper, turkey it. Go get that bag, go and get that bag.
1: I take your hoe to the studio Dangerous mom, call me Coolio Classy for you, she my groupie though she ain't never want you to know That shorty be making it twerk p popping and putting it work Henny bottle, fuck the sparklers Boost up with and shots. I pull up with six, don't so need all my bitches doing that set so late Let me see that trick you do with the crib You gon' be my strip of the day Forget who you with, see me in my clique And shout when it come to that flow Like Busta, bitch, give me some more Like you getting covered in dough Show these niggas what Pilates do I ain't even try to lie to you Crew faded like a barbershop So know that they gon' be lining you With that body, girl, you're blessed Spillin' dumb all on my dress Stunting on them like Simone Got my shooter screaming yes. gas She only wiggle a little bit But her body do the most, though I don't even need a real name Gotta get a couple posts, though Can tell she been doing them squats since Tonight she with all of her top friends So when the bottles get to poppin' You know that there's only one option Work it, gon' twerk it, But work it
3: the strippin', gon' Go get that bag, go, and get, that bag, get, it, yeah. go get that bag Go get that bag, going get that bag Get here
0: You can check out Dutch, see her story and music at DutchRebel.com. That's R-E-B-E-L-L-E. And you can also learn more about her wonderful organization, Correcto, which is dedicated to giving the children of Haiti a valuable education that will allow them to build a strong future for themselves and their community without the burden of cost for their families. Go to Correcto.org for more information. That's K-O-R-E-K-T-H-O. Go to AboveTheBasement.com, where you can join us on Patreon. Sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and look at all the nice pictures we post on Instagram. We are everywhere. On behalf of Ronnie and myself, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. And remember, Boston music, like its history, is unique.